I don't have any sweet sing-songy intro like Michael does. So we're just gonna yeah, bust we go. ass. We're gonna bust ass through this episode. Let's do it. Let's burn through this. Let's. Uh, we've done tons and tons of hour and a half. You know, almost two hour episodes. Let's get a nice, good, content-rich one here for them and try to give them a little bit more of their time back. Not that we're awful to listen to, but anyways. Well, hello and welcome to the Campfire Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. Joining me today is both Chris and Rich. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. How are you doing, Matt? Good. I am happy to be here. I think that's mostly because Mike is gone tonight. (laughs) Correct, dude. <laughs> wow, just right under the bus immediately. Okay, I'm just, I'm just excited to host again. I haven't done it forever, so we had to kick Mike off the show just to get me hosting again. So, um, there you go. That maybe that's a Twitter question or listener question. Let us know if you hate me as a host, then uh, get on Mike's case because it's his fault that I'm your host tonight. So, does it count if I vote? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't gonna say it out loud, but yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I offered to let you guys do it, but here we are. <laughs> so what do we got uh, well, going on today, Matt? <laughs> well, we got a bunch of uh, good old random news for you. Um, we're excited to have you. Happy uh, uh, that you're listening to us. Um, but um, yeah, we got a ton of ton of just kind of some random game news. And then I think I think Chris and I are going to geek out a little bit, a little bit, because today is November 10th is when we're recording, which happens to be xbox launch day so uh, we'll get to that towards the end but right now we'll uh we want to kick it off actually uh with a question we'll hopefully have this up on on twitter at some point um we keep talking about it but we're trying to get a little better at planning here but uh we keep talking about streaming as a group as a as a podcast group um and we were curious um what our listeners would uh would uh like like us to play yeah. um some of the ideas we had were kind of phasm phasmophobia among yep. us cfc's rainbow six yeah i mean the one the the one the one stream that we actually did end up streaming together when we were playing sea of thieves together was actually a a lot of fun we had a very good like for for doing almost literally nothing for the time that we were streaming i think we were having a pretty <laughs> good time <laughs> i know i had a blast but <laughs> right yeah, no, I think I think we need to get uh, Mike back on Rainbow Six Siege if we can, <laughs> and then just to prove us wrong and him right, we should all shoot him before the game. Like the perfect, there you go, <laughs> the ultimate betrayal. Yeah, <laughs> top ten anime betrayal right there. You should play with a group; it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a lot better, man. Just trust. I us. think we should. I mean, I think we should play more Among Us together. Uh, when when Chris and Mike and I were playing Among Us with uh, a couple of other That's people, so we were fun. we were having a blast. That's always just such a troll game, and I love well, it. I, I want to play some of the other game mods people have come up with for Among Us, like hide oh, and like, seek and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's, there's a great uh, ones. There's like a like I just watched this not too long ago. There's like a vocal chat mod, like a like a local voice chat mod, where you can hear people talking when they're like in proximity. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you can, yeah, you can still talk to me and be like, Hey, like, Hey, follow me, go do this or whatever. (laughs) And then, uh, then you find dead bodies and realize that the guy is a murderer. So dun dun dun. Yeah. Yeah. I still need to, I still need to pick that game up. I keep missing the nights that you guys get on together, but 
yeah, we'll have to we'll have to plan plan a night, and I'll have to pick it up. Um, but uh, but yeah, kind of back to the question. Uh, we'll hopefully have it up on Twitter. Let us know what you what you think we should play, or if uh, our suggestions here are great, and you just want to see a stream. But with Do that it. said. We want to move into the game news. I guess it's all game news, but kinda, it's all game news. Yeah, it's all game news. We Let's got stuff happening. <laughs> um, so uh, as we mentioned, today is uh, Series X launch day, but it also means EA Play is now part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for consoles. It's coming to PC, I believe, early next year. But uh, yeah, that's exciting. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Chris? Uh, yeah, uh, I've already started downloading a couple of the EA Play uh, games, the subscription service from EA. It does look like, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, it is just for the console. I haven't yep. seen that there's anything for the the uh, Windows users. That that's uh, I, that's where they'll be coming in. I want to say it's December 10th. It is. But just I might be mixing on. that up okay. with another thing, but it will. They did say it was coming to PC. It's just. Today it launches on console. Okay. I've already started downloading stuff. Um, it's it'll be exciting to play some of the good Battlefield games again because I do miss some of them. Like Battlefield Four was just the greatest. Yeah, even if they're old and you know, God, they're now two generations old. Which <laughs> now, now I feel yeah. old. I the, miss I miss good Battlefield games, but they were. Amazing. I got I, I downloaded Metal of Honor Airborne and I looked for Squadrons. But they don't have squadrons on there yet. Just uh, oh yeah, was it Jedi Jedi Fallen Order? Right, yeah, that was the Jedi name? Fallen Order is on there yeah. already. So if you missed the the um the non shoot uh, space sim game, if you want to play as a Jedi, you can do it. <laughs> it's there for you. <laughs> Even the Jedi some are the other, worst. Some other good news. Are you guys excited for this next bit? Because you got the notes in front of you. <laughs> Kojima is working on a new game. <gasps> no way. <laughs> it's weird that a what? game studio would be working on one. I, I love this announcement. It literally is. He, they're working on a new game. That's all it is. It was, and everybody was so excited. You know, <laughs> it was like no, no news on what it is. No, nothing. It was just working on a game and everybody got all excited. So, yeah, man, that deserves a great big Owen Wilson sized. Wow. <laughs> I'm intrigued to see what it is just because Death Stranding has put me in such a weird spot when it comes to video games that, you know, what what other really random concept does he decide? You know what? I'm going to make this into a game. Amazon delivery guy is. I uh, mean, he's nice and weird. Yeah. What are we what are we getting next? I hope it's a horror game. uh, He is good at those. Yeah. yeah, I and not like tried and not like a Death Stranding horror because like that was kind of no. supposed to be kind of horror ish, yeah. like, like survivally. And I want like a yeah, like an actual like a silent the crap. Hill. Yeah, like a scare the crap out of me kind of horror game. After playing Resident Evil Seven, I'm just kind of in the mood for that now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did have pl- fun playing that. Kind Dude, of I did too. We all did. Play another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's all the news there for for that. <laughs> but uh, so, so good news for Rich, even though he doesn't play retail anymore. But World of Warcraft Shadowlands finally has a release date again. Yeah. 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 This is coming um, after the recent delay. Um, 
you know, uh, the, the community kind of had a lot of feedback towards uh, what the state of the expansion was. And it sounds like Blizzard kind of took it upon themselves to kind of push this back a little bit. Maybe either because, you know, there were some things that were really not fleshed out super well or the community had a lot of feedback towards, you know, specific features that they didn't really like or, you know, I mean, the community always has a lot of feedback towards these new expansions. But yeah, they're, it should be coming out here pretty soon. Um, the 23rd, the, I believe the pre-patch should already be live by the time this, yeah, the pre-patch I do believe is already live. Yeah, I thought, I Actually, thought it was I think sometime of the day. It's was Tuesday. It? Yeah, today's Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. Yeah, yes. Tuesday the 10th. Um, so yeah, I believe the 9.0.1 patch should be live by the time the listeners are listening to this. So, you know, if you're coming back to wow um you can check out some of the new features that they have i think the new leveling experience is out there now with the new tutorial island and all that good stuff so if you're if you've been having a if you've been missing retail wow i suppose now would be a good time to come back and give it a try or play classic wow i think that's always pretty good and you said if i remember that you're you're not going to be playing shadowlands no no i'm not i'm I'm not going to, unless like it ends up being, you know, extremely good or something like that. I think classic wow is kind of got the, all the time sunk in for me, mainly because the, um, you know, the, the last raid for classic wow has been announced to go live on December 3rd. So, you know, my guild is currently prepping to go hit up Nax Ramis cause it's like the pinnacle of classic wow. And that was like, you know, recognized as like one of the hardest raids in the game at the point that it was done and things like that and yeah so nice i've i'm quite busy with wow yeah <laughs> no that's exciting well uh if anybody still plays retail wow hopefully hopefully you guys enjoy it and are excited for it it's mm-hmm. good to see a release date for it so right hopefully it doesn't pull a cyberpunk and and delay for another <laughs> Month. No, I Uh-oh, think spoiler. I'm jumping ahead of news. We haven't talked about that yet. Um, <laughs> um, it wouldn't be a good episode without Mike if we didn't squeeze some Halo news in here. So, <laughs> some, yeah, some. Well, we got just a little a bit little now. Bit. We're going to talk about a little bit later. So, uh, it was just uh, announced, uh, I believe it was yesterday, that Halo 4 is coming to PC on November 17th. So, mm-hmm. only uh, a few days after you guys listen to this episode, hopefully. I it honestly surprised me that it wasn't out already. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's just kind of one of those I assumed. I I, I mean, I, I feel it's only like a week or so off of kind of what their normal cadence was because they were releasing roughly every two months a new, yeah. you know, a PC port of the Halo game. So I mean, they're kind of on track. And what's exciting is they they've <laughs> they've actually fulfilled their promise of having all the games out on PC by the end of the year, which is exciting. And, you know, they've done a good job because I mean, we, we've had a pandemic. So, you know, the fact that they've still gotten all those games out in the last 12 months is, is awesome. It is though. I mean, with halo three and ODST out, uh, I mean, halo four definitely wasn't one of my favorite ones. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is cool. They, they're finally going to finish it. I'm kind of curious if they're going to do anything more with the Master Chief Collection after this, or if it's just kind of go into maintenance mode as they kind of prep for Infinite's release. Yeah. I hope they kind of go in maintenance mode, but like hardcore, where it's just 
they start squashing bugs and refining things. I, I know there's, um, I don't have any of the notes in front of me. I know they still have things they're kind of developing for it. I don't think they have custom browsers in the game yet. I know we've talked about, but I can't remember when they, their timetable is on that, but hmm. um, I know this yeah, is a long nice. shot, but it'd be great if they could go back and rework some of their network code to make cooperative campaign a little smoother, but yeah, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I, I know that that's been a gripe of yours for a while. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in more Halo news, uh, there is not going to be a next-gen upgrade for Halo 5. And in reality, this doesn't surprise me. It's already running 4K60. So yeah, I, I think that was for consoles, at least with the MCC, that was kind of a big draw to, you know, rework a lot of those games is bring them up to that standard. But Halo 5 is already there. So, yeah. Yeah, I can't say it's surprising. And I'm kind of happy to see they're not throwing resources at it when, you know, there's obviously something else they should be working on right now. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm hope they sure kind of the last they- Jedi it. And forget about it. <laughs> just forget <laughs> it happened. Yeah, you know, they also just kind of they they yeet it out of existence, and it's just like, yeah, we're just gonna undo everything the last one did. It didn't happen. That's gonna yep. be how Halo Infinite opens. His Master Chief is floating in space, and it was all just a dream in his head. <laughs> you know that wouldn't be terrible. Um, I know, I know. Rich just said he wasn't a huge fan of the Halo Four story. I didn't think no. it was terrible. I think there was some things I didn't quite agree with, and it relied too heavily on people reading the Greg Bear Forerunner yeah. trilogy books. But I thought there was a lot of good stuff there. But yeah, Halo Five is trash. But you I know, if they if they just Halo did 5. that, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> he he asked the guy, uh, "What about Locke trying to hunt him down?" The guy's like, "Who's who's Locke? Yeah, who's what are you Locke? talking about? What what's like, a, yeah? What's a what's Timo Cyrus? I've never yeah. heard of them before." <laughs> Like, uh, what was it? Was one of the new Archer episodes, wasn't it? Where he was just like, you know, remembering their names and seeing flashbacks of them as the other yes. characters from previous seasons. Yeah. That'd be perfect. <laughs> Could be quite funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Time will tell. Some Halo news. We got a little more sadness. I mean, Halo news coming later. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, as, as part of the Xbox series that, uh, like launch, I guess party, they had a, a, a stream launch stream today mm-hmm. um they had pete parsons which is uh he's he's top dog over there at bungie and he uh he dropped the bomb today that destiny 2's crucible so the the pvp mode is going to be getting a 120 fps mode or refresh rate or whatever on xbox and uh, or xbox series x and playstation 5 so that's kind of exciting for all you competitive destiny players out there I guess if you're playing PC, you already got it. Assuming you have a card and monitor, yeah, you can do it. Now mm-hmm. the consoles can keep up, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. Once you start hitting those high frame rates, man, it is really hard to go back. <laughs> I mean, I'm fortunate enough not to have a TV that can support it, so it's kind of okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it'd still be 60 as well, but you know, yes. having that that future support for when people start getting those TVs Correct. or monitors that support once, it. So once they become cost effective, maybe a yeah. monitor that, that might be what I look at first. I just yeah. think that it's interesting. I wonder how jarring that's going to be that like the, the competitive multiplayer stuff is going to be 120 FPS, but then you're going to get kicked out into the regular game. And then all of a sudden you're going to have half the frame rate. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Well, I, I don't think it's going to be as jarring as going from 60 to 30. I could be wrong. 
Um, but actually, Destiny's a Destiny Two is a game where I'll, I'll play it on PC and I can run 144 frames a second. And then my my brother will be like, "Hey, let's go do something." He's got an Xbox, so I'll jump over to Xbox, and it's noticeable. 144 to 30, you know, it's just like, what is going on? Is there something wrong with? Oh no, that's just that's just 30 frames per second. Yeah, but. Yeah, no, that's exciting news. Uh, they didn't announce when it was coming. I know their next gen upgrade for Destiny Two is coming early December. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they kind of talked about it, it didn't seem like this was going to be part of it. I- I'm guessing it's maybe a little farther down the line, but more news coming soon. But uh, Star Wars Squadron DLC. Uh, who's the expert on this? Who wants to tell me about it? Mandalorian stuff. Nice. I got yeah. A- I have a baby Yoda now in my cockpit. So you know what? At this point, I'm satisfied with life and don't care what happens next. Is it eating frog eggs? Well, uh, or yeah. Whatever? I mean, it won't be, it won't be ne- much because uh, I believe, what was it? EA Motive said that they really weren't going to be adding any more DLC yeah. to the game. The, like This was not kind of a surprise. Big. Yeah. Yeah. Though, I mean, in, I mean, this isn't part of the notes, but Star Wars Squadrons also kind of got their, um, they also got their 2.0 update as well just recently um included some balance changes um the tie bomber was ridiculously overpowered apparently and kind of was breaking the meta a bit in the competitive scene um so that seems to be resolved from what i can tell um and then of course they did a rank reset and a couple of other things they were fixing a bunch of bugs and all that good stuff so it's still getting it's it's still getting love yeah i i hope this I hope it's popular enough. I guess I haven't looked at numbers and things like that, but I hope it's popular that they continue to EA continues to allow these studios to make maybe not necessarily more squadrons games, but more games that aren't <laughs> shitty EA games that they like making because it would just be really exciting and nice to have good Star yeah. Wars games again. Correct. <sighs> it but, would be nice. Yeah. The dream. Yeah. yeah. So uh, in some other news, we got some Gears 5 news, some exciting stuff coming. As you imagine, we're probably going to get more games like this, too, down the road that we'll talk about. But Gears 5 is getting its next gen upgrade for Series X and Series S. Uh, That's actually out today as well. Um, I found out, at least for the Series X, it's a 65 65 gig download. So I'm going to go boot it up and be like, I downloaded an update for it. It was only like a gig or two, right? No big deal. I was like, oh, that's. That seems odd, um, but I plugged it into my uh, transferred it to the hard drive on my Xbox Series X, and then I booted up. Well, I tried to boot it up, and then it was just like, "Nope, we see you have a you you, you what is it, smart delivery, right? We yep. see you you have a nicer thing." So download an update. I'm like, sure. Sixty five gigs later, I still haven't played it yet. So with downloading. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some kind of cool things that they're adding in that up, update is that you can actually play Dave, as Dave Batista. He replaces Marcus Phoenix in the campaign. Um, you know, no new lines or anything. He's just kind of, you know, like skin swap. And I guess the same voice lines, too. But Dave Batista actually, I guess, says them. So that's kind of exciting. A couple new game modes. Most of them are like hardcore modes or what they have. Iron Man mode here, which is like complete the campaign without dying. Otherwise, you reset um bunch of mutators for the campaign you think of things like big head and uh low gravity and, and and cool interesting stuff like that um along with your normal like 4k 60 fps 120 fps on versus so 
kind of a what I imagine is going to be a typical technical next gen upgrade for most games. But that's exciting. Um, who who else played Gears Gears Five? Um, yes, for some of the Game Pass rewards stuff. Oh. I, I, I played it. Gotcha. Um, we did a really good episode about a year ago on it, so feel free to go back and listen to that. I apologize for my 20 minute recap intro. Uh, you know, we learn we learn how to do things better on this podcast episode episode, and that was uh, definitely a learning. That was like the genesis for the book club. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. It was. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was decent. Um, I remember ha- enjoying a lot of it, but had some kind of complaints too. But um it's exciting to see an upgrade, but um, another Gears Five news. Uh, sometime in December, they didn't say when, but uh, at least they narrowed it down to a month. Um, they're actually going to be releasing story-based DLC, which is, I think, a little bit of a surprise because I could have sworn they said they weren't going to do this; they were just going to do uh, multiplayer stuff. But um, they're adding a about three to four hour story campaign called Hive Busters, which actually is focused around the Hive Buster Squad, which is. Um, they were the squad in the was it that escape mode that they made where you kind of escape a hive. <laughs> so that'll be exciting. Yeah, and I'm guessing since you you guys didn't really play it too much. I know of it. I mean, so my from my viewpoint, fundamentally, Gears is a great game. I just I couldn't get into the story, which meant I didn't play it as much as I should. Yeah. I like Marcus Phoenix. He's just grumpy. And then Coltrane. I mean, Coltrane is fantastic. Gotta love Coltrane. Yes, he is awesome. <laughs> cool. Have you guys played Blood Rain? I know you guys were, were complaining about the movie. Not uh, this A couple podcasts back. Uh, actually, this is one of the series that I haven't played. No. I, I remember really enjoying the first one because I got to run around and, and kill Nazis. I mean, who doesn't like doing that? That's why Wolfenstein's really good. Those World War II games are Black good. Ops, right? yeah. Black yeah. Ops, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Blood Rain 1 and 2 are getting their remasters. It looks like it's coming to PC on Steam and GOG um, on November 20th. So what's that? A little little under a week and a half away. Um, yeah, it's... it's, it's uh, I, I mean, I knew people liked these games, but I guess I was kind of a little surprised to see that there's a remaster. Right. Um. Is it like, is it like a, I, I guess I should say I've never played them. Is this kind of like one of those like cult following games? Type? Yeah, it was yeah. kind of, it's, it's campy is probably the best way to put it. It plays like a B movie basically. And so. they were really popular. The, oh I mean, yeah. This is kind of like that early mid two thousands era, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, remember 2002 the, was the first one and 2004 was the second one. Yeah. I remember the first one being fairly good, just a little hokey. And I don't remember playing the second one all that well. So I don't know, but I don't know. Hopefully they can make it look up to par. And I mean, some of the remasters they put out, like um, Star Wars Racer comes to mind that they put out just recently. It, it Yeah, you could call it a remaster, but it, it is literally the, the same, same game. <laughs> yeah, it's the same textures. It, it doesn't look prettier at all, which... For some game is fine, but when you're playing a a uh, third person action adventure, I mean, it, see it this gets tough to play. 
looking at the features that were listed, I kind of feel like that's all it's going to be. You know, I, they're going to do the 4K resolution, but it's just upscaled cinematics, you know, support for modern game pads, support for higher texture resolutions allow, and, you know, um, uncompressed texture. So it's like, to me, it doesn't sound like they're really like yeah. updating a lot of the assets. They're just kind of upscaling and, and, you know, doing things like the uncompressed textures, you know, to help with that. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We shall see. We shall. I'll probably end up buying it anyways. Who knows? Well, you'll have to let me know how it is. I mean, I was always interested in playing. It's just never, you know, it's 2002, 2004. If I had money for a game, it was usually, you know, like a select game, you know? Yeah. I don't have the income like I do now where I could probably buy <laughs> and they are like that. So, yeah. But some... What should have been very exciting news, which is still exciting. Sorry, I shouldn't take it away from it. Some exciting news this week on November 7th, which is N7 day for all you Mass Effect nerds out there. Um, They finally, I know we talked about the rumors for a while, but they finally announced the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is coming spring 2021. So that's exciting. Cool. I'm I'm happy. I mean, I wish we got to actually see something from it, but it, yep. it's nice to actually know it's coming out. Yeah, that's that's where my disappointment was. Was like, you know, it's this close. Like they didn't sh- they didn't they had like a little teaser trailer, but it just showed some of the characters in the series, right? Yeah. Um, I was hoping for just a li- you know it didn't have to be long, just a little thirty second of you know. Just some in-game clips of uh, of some of the games, you know, all three of the games remastered a little bit, you know, so we can kind of get an idea of, you know, the level of remaster. Right. Especially this. for the first one, because the first one yeah. has to look, it looks pretty rough now compared to yeah. everything else. Yeah, there was no notes on like, hey, we're kind of, you know, kind of like we were just talking about with the, the Blood Rain stuff. Hey, we're doing this. No, it was just like, hey, they're coming. Yeah. And I guess the good news is it includes all the single player content, including DLC for each game right great i'll take um, a couple months off and see if i can play through it again yeah i've been meaning to play through it so I, I hope they do do it justice i hope it's not some easy you know remaster and they just throw it out there i hope they actually give it a little bit of loving but uh yeah also they they also kind of announced that day too uh was that they're working on a new mass effect game They've got a veteran team that has been hard at work <laughs> visiting the next chapter of the Mass Effect universe. This was again Good like luck, I, I was super Yeah. I was really excited about all this news, but it was just like there was like almost no news. It was like, I mean, we knew they're working on a new Mass Effect. Like, but give us a little bit more. You know, right. like like is this just like, hey, you decided you're working on a new one, you're just building a team? <laughs> or like are you Apparently, yeah, in development? It's a, it's a veteran I mean, team. It's, yeah. <laughs> especially considering how badly the last one did like don't just tell us you yeah everyone can make the leap that you're probably not going to let the ip just sit out there and do nothing yeah and i you're mean gonna I, tr- you're gonna go do ahead. something oh i was gonna say like funny enough i mean the, the Andromeda team is now a veteran Mass Effect team. Yeah, so. I was worried. That's that's the one thought that came to mind. It's like, oh my god, the Andromeda team was technically veterans, so yeah. this goes well. 
I mean, yeah. I think the key with that is a lot of Andromeda's issues were more around like not really having. It's another one of those they set a date before they were anywhere near ready to actually begin the game. Oh yeah, well, and it was, it was like a multitude of issues too. I mean, it was like yeah, you know, working oh, a new engine and yeah. you know having yeah. tools and Don't, no support and. That sort of stuff. Yeah, don't shoehorn the goddamn Frostbite engine into every goddamn game. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I still have an argument yeah. that that's, that's an okay idea. It's a good engine, but don't just... Just because you have it doesn't mean it works for everything. Right. The problem is, like, if they treat it a little bit more like Unreal and kind of made it functional and, and, and easy to use... Oh, sure. ...different kind of games for... But it, what it, it sounds like in what I've read is it's a first-person engine, yep. and they don't do a lot of modifications, and that's up to oh, the yeah. individual studios, and there's not a lot of good communication or sharing of information right. between those studios. So, yeah, they made a, a racing game with it, but nobody talks. You know, oh, uh, they made Dragon Age with it, but they didn't share. I think it was late in the game that they shared that with the Mass Effect team yeah. or something like that. Yep. So, you know, there's not that communication. Really, it's... it's uh, was it dice or whoever's handling, they should have a studio for the engine. It's just right. building this functionality into it and providing the support to I every mean, team. But Hey, you know, it's whatever. Regardless of your overall opinions of the Madden series, it's why it took a, such a sharp nosedive these last couple of years is because they shoehorned frostbite onto that too. And it's like this engine yeah. isn't designed for this. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I'm thinking if they could, they never asked if they should. <laughs> But a lot of a lot of good Mass Effect news there. Again, I guess where my little bit of disappointment disappointment is is that there wasn't a lot there. Yeah. Right? Oh, cool that there's finally the the announcement of the remasters, and that there's a new game. But that's literally like all it was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so. I, I want to make sure it's understood that the Mass Effect, the original trilogy, is fantastic. I love it to death. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just. Bioware and EA destroyed a lot of goodwill, and it makes me hesitate anytime they talk about bringing the series back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, another series I haven't played. Yeah, <laughs> wait, Mass Effect? You haven't played Mass Effect? I tried playing the original one, and I got the bored. It the original one was rough. Yeah, I See, the original one I got had the really, best story. Well, I the got, original one had a great story. Yeah, I got really bored at the beginning of the game, and I never ended up wanting to continue. And then I just never played two because I was bored by the first one. On oh, two is when it got like really good. That's what I was told, especially. Yeah, uh, it's, like yeah so gameplay wise, mm. gameplay wise, I thought two yeah was much better than one. I was a little bummed that I, I enjoyed building my team, but that was like ninety five percent of the yeah. game. And then it was yeah. like, oh, the last hour or two was actually doing the main mission, yeah, uh, fighting the collectors. I was like, oh, I wanted more of that, but. That was my only complaint about that game. I love the first one. I'm sure if I went back now and tried to play it, I'd probably have a lot of complaints like you do with controls and all that <laughs> stuff. But um, it's it's nothing but good memories for me the two times I played through that with Han Solo Shepard. Um, but yeah, and honestly, I was talking about this with my roommate the other day. I really don't remember much of three other than it starts out Earth's being destroyed. And then they're like, hey, you got to go do this stuff. And you spend like the rest of your game away from Earth as it's getting destroyed and taken over. I so. I remember really liking three literally up until the much um, maligned ending. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the I ending sucked. But. Yeah, I don't remember hating it at all. I remember yeah. enjoying it. I, and I also remember the ending going, oh, really? That was yep. kind of lame. And then like I didn't get all 
I understand that people are upset, but I was oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. okay, whatever. <laughs> um, and then moved on to whatever game I was playing next. But fun. Well, exciting Mass Effect news there. But uh, we're going to get into a little bit of disappointing news here for anybody excited for these games. Hmm. The medium has been delayed till January 28th. Far Cry 6 and Rainbow Six Quarantine have both been delayed to... I'm sorry, Far Cry was delayed to February 18th. Um, oh, I'm just completely butchering my notes. I'm sorry. Both Far Cry 6 and Rainbow Six Quarantine have been both, <laughs> both pushed back to Q1 next year. So uh, it's a couple, couple months out. Destruction All-Stars, uh, which was a... I believe it was supposed to be a PlayStation 5 launch game yep. has now been delayed to February bummer. Cause that looked interesting, but good news for all you PlayStation plus subscribers. That's going to be one of the, the two free games that they give away that month. So what? you got to wait a couple more months to play, but if you subscribe to PlayStation plus, free. you get it for free. Yeah. So there you go. Kerbal space program has been delayed. That's coming 2022. So a little bit longer wait there. And I kind of spoiled it a little earlier in the episode, but guess what? They said they wouldn't, but they did. Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed again. Luckily, not months and months. Only, what was it? About three weeks, I think. Yep. It's now coming December 10th. So rapid fire delays at you. Thanks. Thanks, COVID. It was gold and then it wasn't. (laughs) Well, technically, it's still gold. It's just... I think it sounds more like the day one patches. For yeah. Cyberpunk yeah. Day. Everything mm. he said made it imply that the day one patch is what they're working yeah. on. Mm. I think uh, it's, it's been a while. Gold just means it's past certification and ready to yeah. print. I believe. Yes. That, that's generally when they start are already printing the discs to yeah. get out there. Mm-hmm. But it um, controversial stuff. I don't remember. I didn't do a ton of digging, so I don't know if this is bullshit or not. So, I'm going to just preface it with this is rumored. Um, it sounded like actually the Xbox one and PlayStation four versions were kind of the culprits there. Yep. But again, that could be a little bullshit bunch of rumors, maybe floating around the internet. So go, go uh, research it yourself. Yeah. I apologize. I was too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's the rumor uh, coming out is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do you like the title of the note on this next bit? I, just <laughs> I did that. actually. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I'm officially dubbing 343 Industries as the Factory of Sadness. Sorry, um, Phil Spencer. We are taking it from the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I don't care that their stadium is called it. 343. Well, I, mean, I guess they're actually I guess a, a decent sports team. team can own that. And yeah. But their stadium's called I nicknamed the Factory of Sadness, so. But uh yeah. Well, uh, today is, as I've mentioned, I think now the third time uh, the Xbox's launch date for the Series S and Series X. And the big disappointment there, as we've already spoiled months ago, was Halo is not launching with it like it was supposed to today. So instead of playing Halo Infinite right now, I'm recording a podcast with all you listeners. So here we are. Um, But no, this this is very worrying. There was in the last, uh, what, two weeks or so, just some more stuff kind of came out. Um, did you guys follow the the armor coatings controversy at all? No, I missed that one. So they're changing the way, at least right now, <laughs> they had a bunch of blowback. Is uh, the So Halo has, for all the games, basically, the way you kind of customize your armor, you have those two different colors, right, that you pick from. Yeah. Um, 
now they're kind of what it seems like they're calling them coatings, but going a little bit more the direction of destiny. So if you play destiny, you just, you unlock um, your different shaders and, but they're kind of preset colors and you can't really, I mean, you can mix and match now in destiny Two which shaders you use on different pieces of armor and weapon, but the individual colors, you can't really pick. You're just kind of stuck with whatever colors are on that shader. So they're kind of doing something like that in halo infinite. A lot of people weren't very happy about that especially since it seems like this could be an avenue of microtransactions oh. and mm-hmm. a lot of that. Um, uh, like a lot packs, of people were very skin packs and things like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, there was something, uh, of course I didn't, of course I didn't write it down. There was some, some um, kind of like, actually, if you see, there's a lot of like food drink monster has it with their halo stuff. Obviously the marketing for halo infinite continued, even though the game, isn't releasing but um i forget what it was there was something out there where you could get codes and basically it somebody added it up to it basically would have cost five dollars for an in-game shader through these codes and and how you would earn them and again it's just the the community just was like not having any of this they were super pissed yeah i mean you put it pretty bluntly yeah that's People aren't, I mean, I think people just have a pretty bad taste for, you know, microtransactions and skins and things like that when the game is kind of already looking like it's in rough shape, you know, it's just kind of like a, it was a bad timed thing. Yeah. It's like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. It's like for every like small bit of good news you get with halo then it's like here's <laughs> something five, here's five other things. things that are just completely making it sound like it's going to be awful yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like oh master chief they went back and the armor looks beautiful sweet it's the right color what the hell oh. is happening in this story i have no idea what's going on because i definitely didn't read the books yeah <laughs> yeah well it's yeah i honestly i don't know what's going on i think there's one or two books that have come out or are coming out that i haven't read yet so maybe they fill in some details but yeah soft reboot is what they're calling it and yeah it's some crazy stuff Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i just i just want good news from this i want more good just good news of halo from here on out but we'll see what happens um on that note though of more good news i see i don't know if this is good news this could be good news i don't know but uh the um, studio head for 343 has stepped down from Halo Infinite. So he was studio head and I think like head creative director too. Okay. Chris Lee. All right. Um, you know, if you've watched any of their Vidox or things like that, he's in there. But uh, apparently he stepped down. I'm sure it was one of those like Phil Spencer's like, hey, bud, you should, you know. So. I mean, was it like that or was it kind of out of a frustration thing? Like, you know, they're having internal problems or something like that. And it was kind of one of those like, yeah, I'm out of here. I, I'm i again, just kind of since we just seem to be getting not so great news coming out of 343. I'm, you know, and I guess we talked about this, too. They brought the they brought the gentleman from that's handling like the multiplayer side of the Master Chief collection. They brought him over to head up some multiplayer stuff on on Halo Infinite, mm-hmm. and they brought um, Jason, not Jason Jones. Oh, I just completely blanked on his name. What's his name? Joseph Staten. Uh, Joe Staten. Yeah. Joe, yeah, Joseph Staten. So they brought him in to do the single player side. So I'm just wondering if there's a little bit of 
some shuffling going around there yeah. um, because yeah. that leadership has failed to produce. Right, for... and that seems to be where the, the major turnover is, is the leadership is where the turnover Which is. Like, we're not seeing, you know, like, you know, a vast exodus of developers and art people and things no. like that just leaving the company. It's mostly the leadership team that's been getting recycled out. Yeah. So I'm... Yeah. Personal opinion, I don't hate or, these... Yeah. I... I, I you know, after 10 years and just con- like, <laughs> I wish I should have saved that picture I shared in our, 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 our converse Slack conversation about, you know, three, four, three. I mean, it, you know, it's basically you do a little bit right, but then they're like, Oh, we'll fix it. And they've done that with halo four, halo five. And now halo infinite is just not looking good at this point. If I'm Phil or whoever's in charge of making leadership calls, I'd get Bonnie Ross. I think it's Bonnie Ross that's in charge over there. Um, and a couple of the other, those like whoever's leading that entire studio, it's like should be gone. Like this is, this is 10 years of just mediocre, uh, uh, halo stuff. And it's, it's just, to me, it's unacceptable for your, your, you know, tent pole gaming franchise. Right. Oh, well, to, have- to be fair, though, 10 years and like two months ago is when Halo Reach came out. Mm-hmm. Just throwing that out there, you know, nice little FYI. Yeah, because yeah. no one cares about PC. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully we get some more more. <laughs> Hopefully we get some good news out of 343. I, I want this game to be good. Halo is still one of my favorite franchises. We've we've kind of gone through a rough spot. Yeah. I liken it to um, the Disney era of Star Wars. You know, still big Star Wars fan, but yeah, and it I mean, could be better. It's not even just that, too. I mean, if you look at the, um, like, even the esports scene is kind of just like, it, it is a shell of what it used to be. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't grab the viewership that it used to. It doesn't have a lot of the enthusiasm and the hype around it. I mean, people still play it. They still have the Halo Championship series. You know, they're still putting on like tournaments and stuff like that, but it's not nearly as talked about or as recognizable as it used to be. And that makes me feel mm-hmm. really sad because I mean from somebody who loved watching every single MLG event, who always loved watching, you know, the pro players playing on Twitch or whatever, when that became a thing, like this, the state that it is in now is a little bit, it's, it's sad, you know, it's disappointing and sad. It's kind of gone from how is this new halo game going to blow my mind? And, uh, to, I, I hope this game is I know. Good. It's it's you know, less enthusiasm, more like skepticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, I, 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 I hope I hope it's good. Um but yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see. They haven't announced it yet, but I did see some rumors flying around of of uh next spring sometime. But uh we'll see. I imagine Microsoft is gonna be tight lips like tight lipped about it until after the holidays so they can kind of push their holiday marketing plans but uh, yeah yeah we will see we will see we need more taco That's... bell master chief boxes oh, i hate so much taco bell trying to win an xbox <laughs> and you failed i'm not complaining <laughs> I'm just, I'm just... 
Uh, yeah. And I did fail a lot. Yeah, I went to eat Taco Bell. Uh, let's see. I, I, I went there the day before, and I got one of the meals that came with the large drink, and the codes were out. I'm like, oh, darn. I guess it's, you know, the day before the, the giveaway ends. And then the day after it ended, I went and got Taco Bell again because I love Taco Bell. And they gave me a code or a cup with a code on it. I'm like, really? Like, really? <laughs> so that was probably the winner, too. That was probably the winner. But oh, well, in some good news, this is exciting. Um, I, as we've we've talked about before, many of the game shows and, and cons and all that stuff were canceled this year. Um, but what we did and will be getting out of it is BlizzCon online in 2021. It's, that's going to be February 19th to 20th. But uh, the good news there is it's going to be free for everybody to watch. Yep. No cash money needed to get nope. in. Nope. No, I mean, I mean, they're going to end up having to show a lot of these trailers and promotional material to somebody. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're going to... This is coming... I mean, normally BlizzCon would be about this time right now if they were having it live. Um, but, of course, yeah, with, due to the circumstances, they are not going to be doing that. So, I mean, it is what it is. But, I mean, I the thing that'll be kind of exciting is we can expect probably some more information about Diablo 4... Some more information about Overwatch 2. Um, by that time, Shadowlands will already be out, and they might talk about maybe their future plans for it. Um, it's kind of hard to say, cause, like, just to what to anticipate at this point, other than Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2, because they've already put... They've announced that they're putting StarCraft 2 on life support. Um, Heroes of the Storm is already on life support. I'm guessing they'll probably end up with some sort of a new Hearthstone card pack of some kind though i thought there was one that was actually coming out really soon so i don't know what they would announce there it'll be interesting because i don't know what they're going to talk about hopefully a lot of diablo 4 stuff mm-hmm. yeah i hope there's <laughs> yeah i hope there's some diablo stuff yeah that, that'd be a lot of fun yep i'm looking forward to that i'm still amazed diablo immortal isn't out yet i don't know what what they're delaying on they had to go make a whole new original game for it after people saw it was just a Diablo three on the phone. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, what was it? There was a, whatever company's doing, it did another kind of, uh, you know, uh, game like Diablo, but it just looked like Diablo Immortals was just like, yeah, uh, Diablo three skin slapped on top of this other. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, check out BlizzCon. You You have nothing, you have no other reason not to. Exactly. Unless you're like working or something. No. Everyone's uh, working from home now. And yeah. it's nineteenth <laughs> through twentieth would be Friday through Sunday, so Is it? Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's typically when BlizzCon yeah. is, is over a weekend. Yeah. It's my uh, birthday week, so there I, you I know go. That week pretty well. <laughs> Happy birthday. Here's <laughs> nice. some info on Diablo. Uh, give me games I care about. <laughs> there you go, Diablo. Oh god. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, uh, who wants to tell me about Warchief Games? Yeah. So, Warchief Games um, kind of came out of the blue, actually, because um, this is being founded by Chris Metzen. Um, we know that if you're a Blizzard fan, you probably know who Chris Metzen is. He's had a huge hand in a lot of the different games, specifically the Warcraft franchise for Blizzard. Um, he's the voice of Thrall. He's the who is the Warchief, hence Warchief Games, probably. Um, 
he is uh, starting up a studio to make board games, which actually sounds kind of cool. Um, uh, they are starting off as kind of just a, a tabletop. I think they're developed. Yeah. They're like, they started off as like a, like a organization for tabletop games, but it sounds like they're actually going into development for like to make tabletop games as well. Um, so it's actually yeah. really, really cool to see Chris Metzen. I mean, he, he went into retirement supposedly a couple years ago, left blizzard, um, anyone who's kind of been following the news has been seeing, you know, another, you know, a whole bunch of, you know, other executives or big game developers who are leaving Blizzard and starting their own indie studios. And this is kind of another one of those that are popping yep. out of the woodwork. And actually it's really great to see Chris Metzen kind of doing some game development stuff again. Um, I'm really excited to see what he can pump out for a tabletop game. Cause that, I mean, he, he is an amazing designer. So, uh, I'm excited to see what he's what he's gonna sh- give us. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I actually am pretty. It was I'm pretty sure it was Chris Metz and I actually met years ago, but that was before I really knew who he was. The some friends I was with were just like, "Oh, that's Chris Metz." I'm like, "Cool, I'll just say hi to this dude." I don't know, <laughs> but uh, you know, it was exciting. It was it was it was kind of cool. Yeah, watching their little video where they were talking about it, it was it. Yeah, it just sounded like this was kind of a group of guys that played tabletop mm-hmm. games, and they kind of. Uh, what is it? Their their wives hated that they had like was it like their basement or garage filled up with these things, so they they got a space and, and then he started having you know you know yeah create like a tabletop gaming club and then before you know it now they're here where yeah it sounds like they're going to be developing yep. stuff so it's pretty exciting. yeah no I, I'm really looking forward to that um, you know tabletop gaming just in general is now exploding you know especially you know mm-hmm. over the last like ten years tabletop gaming is ramping up to be something that we have never seen it to be before so especially with like you know dungeons and dragons gaining popularity i think is just incredible yeah. so it'll be great i am looking forward to the future from war chief games yep i talking about the you know things like D and tabletop games all that stuff kind of exploding is um now this was pre-pandemic uh but i'd never played D before and uh, I think January la- this year, I you know started up with uh, a D and D group and uh, a Witcher TRPG group, and then here I am, you know, eleven months later, and I'm t- in two D and D campaigns and two Witcher TRPG TRPG campaigns. There so, you go. Yeah, it d- definitely kind of took off, the- and the pandemic definitely helped with that. Having you know a little extra time at home, so <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. I'm excited to see what comes out of uh, War Chief Games. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens cool well our favorite mr todd howard over there at bethesda um he's actually been in a couple interviews and there was some kind of you know some little tidbits nothing too crazy that came out of it but some some things worth talking about um one of the kind of funny things that uh so uh, we'll we'll just kind kind of give the interaction that happened here but he was in an interview where somebody you want the the person interviewing was you know like hey it's kind of hard to imagine that Microsoft now, you know, owning Bethesda would actually, you know, restrict, restrict Elder Scrolls six. Um, you know, I know that's a big thing that, that we've talked about before is, you know, whether or not Microsoft is going to kind of restrict, you know, basically make Bethesda stuff console and PC exclusive yeah. as far as Microsoft that is, you know, so Xbox, uh, um, and, and all that. So, you know, so 
this guy that was interviewing him kind of mentioned like, yeah, it's hard to imagine. And, and I just love, I love, I, I, I'm not like, I've, I love watching uh, Todd Howard interviews because he just kind of seems like a really interesting guy. Um, but he just kind of looked at the guy apparently and was just like, yeah, I would agree. That's, you know, it's hard to imagine basically that, you know, Microsoft wouldn't allow the Elder Scrolls on, you know, every system imaginable. Um, but he didn't really say anything more. He kind of just apparently gave kind of <laughs> kind of a sly smile and just just kind of went up uh, on and on with the interview, um, which is interesting, too. I think the big reason, again, we've talked about this. Phil and Todd uh, seem to be kind of a little bit avoiding this topic a little bit. Do you guys kind of feel the same way? Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I think they're still they haven't decided anything. I think it's way too early. I think no expert in any of this, but I was reading up a little bit that technically Microsoft is really in the process. Correct. Of buying. They do not own it completely. So they don't own it. So it sounds like right now they're kind of, you know, legally not allowed to decide or discuss any of this stuff. Do you think, I think it was like early next year, like March or April when this is supposed to go. I don't know how all this legal companies buying another company stuff works, but I think it's early next year. They're supposed to whatever confirm it or whatever. Do you guys think that once Microsoft actually, actually owns Bethesda, that, that this will change? Do you think they'll actually, I guess, do you guys think that future Bethesda games are going to be console exclusives to can't, you can't even I think how they're doing it. I, I think PC some of stuff, or they'll do what Sony barters deals for all the time and gives the Xbox gamer like special rewards for playing it. Mm. Hopefully, it's nothing to the tune of like for a whole year you have one whole game mode all to yourself. But um, even if it's just extra content packs or that kind of crap to tie mm-hmm. into Game Pass, I could see that happening. I think that's more likely than them saying, no, 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 we don't want their money. Microsoft wants everyone's money. Yeah. I mean, the thing that they're going to be trying to push for is, you know, they're trying to get on as many platforms as possible, too. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, if you sell, um, I would imagine that if you sell a copy of, you know, Fallout 5, let's say, to, you know, wherever, the money eventually kind of comes, it bubbles up towards Microsoft, right? if it becomes a Microsoft mm-hmm. studio. So, I mean, it's kind of another one of those avenues of being able to get the money, you know, even though the, the game is being sold on a PlayStation, Microsoft is still getting some benefit from it. So, and I mean, maybe I'm just being a little overly optimistic here, but I feel like Microsoft is kind of moving away from trying to be scumbaggy like that and that they're not really yeah. interested in, just buying up companies just to keep them locked yeah. away. You know, that just, that doesn't yeah. seem to be the pattern that they're kind of going after right now. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Exactly. I, so I, I think once, yeah, the purchase goes through, I think we're going to start hearing one or both of them going, you know, it's, you know, everybody's going to get to play it, you know, don't worry about mm-hmm. it. So I think that's kind of what they're going to be saying, but uh, in another kind of interview with him, um, Todd revealed a little bit more information on Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six. So, good news is there'll be no multiplayer aspects to the single player adventures. So, Starfield, and Elder God. Scrolls. Um, they will. Uh, it sounds like I didn't. When I was reading this, I, was, I read it a few times. I'm just going to say it because I think it applies to both, but 
could just be one, but it sounds like they're focusing on procedural generation to kind of help create life within the game. It, it, kind of an example it sounded like they were given was like, there'll be kind of some procedurally generated, maybe like missions or, or, or lack of better term, kind of like public events, you know, like some games do. Um, not that it's going to change everybody's experience completely. Like, oh my gosh, I got to play this eight times to try to get every little thing, but more just kind of to mix up you know, everybody's experience just a little bit, the core, whatever story campaign side quests are going to be there. Just kind of little things mixed in there to kind of be like, Oh, when I walked through that woods, I got through fine, but you know, Oh, you played and you got attacked by a group of wolves. I don't know. Again, I'm just kind of coming up with examples here, but I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. And I can see it for Starfield If they do it for like planets kind of in the vein of, um, uh, no man's sky a little bit, or, for Elder Scrolls doing it for dungeons. Mm-hmm. You know, not not apply it to the whole world, but rather than having someone sit there and, and build a whole bunch of dungeons, you just have a script that basically builds it for you on the fly. So yeah. everyone has their own experience for it. Yeah. I feel like it's I just kind of feel like talked about before. It just it I guess again, I kind of took it as again, something like again, you're walking through the woods. You walk through fine, and but I, when I walk through that same path down the woods, I got attacked by bandits, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of like different experiences like that, which if that's kind of how they're doing it, I think that'd be kind of pretty neat. Yeah. Um. Again, not going to be some game changing, like, oh, you got a mission that I didn't, but, you know, so that'll be exciting. Um. I I, I did play Fallout 76 before, but I, I didn't play it enough to gauge the size of the map, but apparently Starfield will be much larger than fallout 76 i mean i would hope so yeah (laughs) you're in space (laughs) space is a lot bigger than west virginia yeah (laughs) a little tiny bit (laughs) yep it could be we'll see i don't know west virginia is pretty big right (laughs) it's gigantic as we sit here in minnesota yep um kind of leading into the microsoft purchase as we talked uh one thing they will be doing is adding these games day one to game pass which is no surprise to me at all no i mean but that's bas- basically microsoft is going to do that with every game that they which is awesome mm-hmm. yeah um some exciting news again i don't think this is too terribly new but uh they're they're completely not sorry they're rewriting a large portion of their is it creation game engine i believe is what it's called mm-hmm. creation yeah, it's um, creation. Yeah, they're they're kind of upgrading just apparently a lot of aspects of it. it sounded like a lot of like the animation um, uh, and physics side of it. So that'll be exciting. I guess this is the biggest engine overhaul since was it Oblivion? I believe it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was. A big so, I mean, honestly, I think yeah, they should just. They need a new engine. That that engine has been plagued with so many bugs and problems for the last like twenty years. Or however long that they've been using it for, but yeah, that engine is ancient. It ancient. is <laughs> Yeah, they need yeah. a new iteration of that well, engine. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's a large. Yeah, it just needs to be brought it brought up to uh, current current specs. A lot of a lot of cool stuff. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully that just again. I imagine that means Elder Scrolls and and Starfield are just going to look fantastic, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, hopefully there'll be a lot less bugs and, and janky things about it. So um, uh, the last thing you mentioned kind of in one of the interviews was, um, you know, Bethesda hasn't completely ruled out doing more multiplayer games like Fallout 76. 
um, you know, he kind of admitted that it wasn't what he say a po- really positive experience. Um, but you know, he thought there was a lot of you know good stuff about it that you know it. I, he didn't say yeah, we're making more, but um, you know, he just kind of didn't shut the door on possibly doing more games like that in the future, which. I mean, we've seen live service games be successful, and um, I feel anymore we see more and more of them do very poorly than be successful. But, you know, who knows? I mean, with a little bit of it, I I assume they learned a lot from Fallout 76. So I'm hoping if they do it again, they take those notes and take the feedback seriously. And I mean, we know they can make great games, so Mm -hmm. multiplayer shouldn't be too tough. Yeah. No, I, I imagine they can do it and maybe maybe their new engine will have have it so it's a little easier. Yeah. To make just, Fallout seventy seven, right? Just don't forget what makes your games fun. That's that's the key. Because that's what yeah. it felt like Fallout forgot. <laughs> I'd never played enough of it, but my buddy was he loved it. He 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 really just enjoyed my it. My roommate ended up uh, playing uh, it and he just Yeah, he trashed on it. It, I, having loved the, the, every Fallout game pretty much, except for Fallout Tactics, I didn't like that one that much. Um, I, it was fine, but the, I, I, I felt without having NPCs at the time, which I know that's changed, it just felt so empty, even with the other player characters running around. Yeah. It just felt off. I couldn't get into the same vibe I can get with the regular game. And it was just plagued mm-hmm. with issues. Well, yeah, that, that's also true. Yeah. I feel like if your first couple of weeks or month or two of a game is just, especially like network issues, connection issues, mm-hmm. things like that, I think that really hurts you right out yeah. of the gate anymore with, yep. especially these games as a service games. You know, if you, your first couple months are just a train wreck, it's hard to crawl out of that, but we've seen it done. So, and honestly, it sounds like Fallout 76 has a pretty decent community, you know? So I keep thinking about streaming, getting back into that game and streaming it. <laughs> I think it could be fun. On that point or on that note, we've gotten to the point of the episode <sighs> that Chris has been waiting for. Chris, you've only had a few hours with it. It's but how are you liking your new Xbox here today? Uh, the loading times are stupid good. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I I so on uh, games that are actually uh, gotten the have the boost up to the Series X. I have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is the only one I've actually been able to really put time into. Uh, no Man's Sky and Watch Dogs, and the difference between. Xbox One X Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Series X is almost night and day. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, uh, as I mentioned, I tried downloading the Gears one because that was one I wanted to see since it's got all these, as we talked, these fancy upgrades. Uh, another one I wanted to see just to kind of see the comparison loading times was Borderlands 3, but the same situa- situation yeah, happened a, there with a huge update for <laughs> with it. With Gears. Well, it's funny because I went in the the i went into like on the storage let me manage the game let me see if there's any updates yeah um it didn't say anything so when i started up then it's like yeah here's another like 60 gig update so i'm excited to try that one out the one game i did get to play that did have the update was uh sea of thieves oh, and yeah. 
and that uh, I also I didn't get to try Destiny yet either. So um, ho- I, hopefully those love times and stuff are good. But Sea of Thieves, um, yeah, getting into like the 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 main menu was really quick, which used to be it was really so slow long. on the other system. Such a slog. Yeah, and then getting into a game was so quick. Now, granted, I mean, there's still going to be a load time because it's a network game, so it's got to yeah. find, you know, a, a server and all that stuff and load you in there. But the actual loading into the game once it got me into a server, I mean, I felt like console Sea of Thieves took like two minutes to get me into a game. Now it's like 30 seconds or less. I guess I wasn't timing it. But yeah, it's so quick. It's 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 just, again, it, I, I know I, I've had an M2 uh, uh, drive on my computer for a couple years now, but it's nice to have one in a console now yeah. where it's just everything's fast. And I did just so you guys don't have to. We've talked about this before how you can store games at Xbox One, Xbox Series games, and, and older ones, right? You can transfer them back and forth between their internal drive and external drive, um, especially since you only have a one terabyte yeah. on the Series X. <laughs> um, for fun, I actually, uh, the first thing I did, and this is probably why I didn't get as much time playing with my console today as I wanted to, I transferred, oh, I got six or seven, eight games. I don't remember. One of them was Destiny and 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 Halo, which are all like 100 gig games, right? Um, I transferred 800 gigs, which you have 802 gigs free on your system um, oh, to play with. Um, it only took me about three hours to transfer that, which is pretty good. <laughs> You know, it's not insanely quick. But again, this is also coming from a USB drive onto the internal uh, M.2. So the limiting piece of hardware there is still the USB drive. But um, that's still pretty quick for 800 gigs to transfer in, you know, three hours. So um, it, it, it's a little more realistic if you're doing one one game at a time or two games, which you'll probably realistically be doing in the future as you get new games and you kind of transfer them back and forth. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's it's nice to have that M.2 in there. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, I, one little tip I wanted to shout out there, uh, a tip of the week for you guys. Uh, for those of you that did or are getting a new Xbox, make sure you go into the settings and mark it as your home Xbox. Uh, the main reason for that is it, if with that triggered, it means your downloaded games will work even if you're offline unless it's like fallout 76, which relies upon an online component to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Xbox live went down for a little bit today. Uh, Not that (laughs) I didn't have my Xbox yet, so I didn't know this, but um, I do know that that is a, when it's down, that could mean if you just can't play those games, which kind of sucks as we move more and more to downloaded systems. Yeah. No, that's, it's just, Yeah. That's the life of digital and live yeah. games anymore. Uh, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, did you? So the first, actually, the first thing I did once I actually got stuff out of the box, I grabbed an Xbox One controller and then I grabbed a Series X controller. Oh, yeah. Of course. Do you notice outside of like kind of the 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 little texture on the grips and things like that? Mm-hmm. Do you feel the size difference? I can. I know I've been using an elite controller was the controller I spent mm. most of my time with. So this is a little bit smaller than yeah. the elite controller, um, which is kind of nice. It's it's one of those things where, yeah, again, that's it, one of the only big things they kind of changed about the controller itself was just like, they, what was it like 5% smaller or something yeah. like that? But 
I did because I, I kind of went back and forth between the two controllers and, and you can feel it. It's one of those things once I got playing it kind of I didn't notice it. But the first couple times I picked up the Series X, I was like, it, it feels a little off, but it's still a great controller. And yeah, it's, and I, it's awesome. I'm glad Microsoft finally got around to adding a share button. I I think that was a miss on the last gen that they never came out with one. It's nicer yeah. to be able to just hit a button and get screenshots and and, and hold it for video, right? Yep. 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 Um, I will say to those of you that really are um, PlayStation fans, I wish we had some uh, feedback for you guys on those consoles, but none of us were able to get our hands on them. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a little bummed. I mean, yeah, I, I know I've said on here I'm probably going to wait till next year to try to pick it up. Um, hopefully, Mike Mike did say I think he was going to try to get one. Yeah, I'm, hopefully he's successful. I'm going to probably be stupid and try to get my hands on one and just load up my credit card more. Because um, <laughs> I after I, I saw someone playing the what's it? Uh, it's the built the the game it ships with uh, Astro Boy Astro's Playroom. Yes, Playroom? yes. Yeah. Uh, that game just looks amazing and I want to spend hours playing it. So I, I, this is not us showing direct favoritism towards the Xbox. If we could play the PlayStation five, we would. We're not quite on that level of press to be able to get free, no. free, free consoles yet. No, so. but if you, if you guys, you know, share the, uh, share the podcast and, uh, get your friends to start downloading it. Who knows? <laughs> yep. Was that like subscribe, you know, yeah, <laughs> uh, review us. That helps. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I keep seeing videos and what I'm most excited about for the PlayStation kind of getting a little off topic there with the PlayStation is the controller. Yeah. Uh, like everybody like really says spiffy. the haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers are just really cool. I keep seeing videos. Uh, it, it makes me wonder if Microsoft will kind of do like a mid generation update to the controller. If that seems to take off, that is the one thing. You know, it's I think I've said this before is is each console usually has some kind of bell or whistle that, you know, they they kind of tout at the start of the generation. But then you get to the end, you go. Well, the Kinect isn't a part of the Xbox one anymore, right? You know, (laughs) or they don't use what is it? The snap feature, right? That's not a thing anymore. Cortana is not on this. Right. You get these things that, you know, some of those things I thought were, you know, really cool. And I wish they still had. But, you know, I wonder because the developers have to use the, you know, have to program the games for this. And typically with a, a feature like this, you'll see first party do it a lot and do it yeah. really well. But third parties like screw it. Just Meh. just make it the same on all of them. Just just, you know, don't spend that extra time to it. So if it's really that awesome, I hope everybody uses it. Um, and if everybody uses it and it's really that awesome, I could see Microsoft doing kind of like a mid generation. Here's a Xbox. V2 control. I, mean, I don't know. It, I'll probably end up buying it. So. <laughs> it's fine. It's what I do. Yep. Same. Same here. But cool. Do you have uh, any other sweet tips or, or comments about the Xbox Series X? Um, yeah, just uh, you could set it up with your phone with the uh, Xbox app on your phone. Saves you a ton of time. Except for whenever I was doing it. I think it was during the outage. Because the the app wouldn't load. So I had to go through. It still let me set up the console. You can still go through the normal process. But uh, I was a little bummed because I was like, yeah, I did this the other night for the Xbox on my Xbox One X to prepare for this. And then I couldn't just load it up. So 
but oh well. So I had to spend an extra two minutes going. Entering <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure right? it didn't you know? take a ton of extra time. <laughs> Choose this or that, but cool. Well, uh, if you don't have anything else to say, Rich, you got any comments on on the Xbox? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tolerating us, Rich. Yep. You're yeah, welcome. Thanks. thanks for spending 10 minutes with us <laughs> being excited about this. Cool. Well, uh, uh, I guess that's probably it for us here tonight. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we had a pleasure talking about all this random stuff. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed me hosting more than when Mike hosts. Please let us know on Twitter. Um, <laughs> with a hashtag let Matt host. Yeah. <laughs> um, but on that note, um, yeah, check us out on Twitter at Camp Game Pod. Uh, check out our website at campfiregamingpodcast.com. Uh, you can find links there to to find our Discord where we can you can actually chat with us and and we can talk and you know have a good time and party. So uh, please join us there. It'd be a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess that's it. So uh, see you next time around the campfire. <laughs>